0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from the University of Alabama, offering over 70 premier bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degree programs in a flexible online format through Bama by Distance. Learn more or apply today at bamabydistance.ua.edu.
1: Just a quick note before you listen to this episode, it does contain some language that some people might find offensive. Every day can be Friday, not every bit of weather can be sunny, and not every plate can have cookies on it. That's why we love our pop culture serotonin.
0: Those are the things we watch or read or listen to that lift our spirits and restore our souls. They boost our moods even when we think nothing can make us feel better. I'm Stephen Thompson.
1: And I'm Linda Holmes. And on today's Pop Culture Happy Hour, we're sharing some of our favorites with you here, with me and Steven in the studio. Oh, boy. Speaking of pop culture, Sarah Tonin, two of our very favorite people. First, an editor at NPR's Weekend Edition, the lovely Barry Hardiman. Hi, Barry. Hi. And with us in person, all all the way from the West Coast where he usually does his great work, it's the host of It's Been a Minute. Sam Sanders, hi Sam.
2: I like how you said that. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was like I had like a fifties game show feel.
1: I'm getting to be a better 50s. and better hype woman as I introduce as I introduce more and more people. Air we, horn, we are so excited to have you guys here. You're exactly the right people Aww. for this cheerful show we are trying to do. Yes. I am going to <laughs> kick it off by going to my buddy Stephen Thompson. What is your first pick? We're each going to give two things. So, what is your first pick, Stephen?
0: Okay, so a, a quick little backstory here. I listen to music in the car for work. My kids complain about me listening to music in the car for work because I listen to a lot of sad dad music. That's what they call it. Uh Um, Now, a few years ago, my girlfriend, the marvelous Miss Katie Presley, moved into my house and brought with her... And your heart. (laughs) And And brought with her a wave of positivity and joy and misandry. Um,
1: And I feel like we should point out she was invited.
0: She was invited. (laughs) She was invited. invited. Um, And I really Well, you know, Katie's moving in. I need to have a little bit more kind of Katie friendly music to play in the car. And so I started an iTunes playlist called Katie is in the car. And it is chock full of everything from a rosé wave to hip hop to Anais Mitchell to, you know, just all sorts of Katie Presley style joy. And uh, the kids very quickly seized on it. Uh-huh. Um, I liked at the time to think of it as a preview of what their lives would be like under the patriarchy.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I want to be under that.
0: Same. <laughs> also, like they very quickly got into all their new favorite music. They can't possibly get into their new favorite music through their dad, mm. but they super got into mm. all of Katie's stuff. So, to kick off how different life is under the patriarchy, <laughs> uh-huh. let's listen to Big Frida. Yeah.
2: Leave, 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 I'm ready for anything now <laughs>
3: I know. Not a sad dad in sight
2: As <laughs> that refrain Ass everywhere, ass everywhere Yes, Love that it. is
0: the title of the song Is Ass Everywhere <laughs> 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 So So I really like how quick the transition in their lives was from like, here's a folk rock band from <laughs> Portland. They have a cellist <laughs> to, to the queen diva of New Orleans bounce, yeah. uh, Big Frida herself. We have her memoir at the house. Ah. <laughs> um, she continues to be this source of I would say, intense joy. I mean, we talked about serotonin. Mm-hmm. I think this is a little bit more like a like an adrenaline shot directly into the heart. Nice. Uh, it kind of goes from zero to ass everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it stays there. In in record time. <laughs> but there's also, you know, it is, I mean, the Katie's and the Carmix has a certain amount of a filthy side right. to it that right. the kids mm-hmm. also embrace, particularly on road trips.
3: I love merry filth.
0: <laughs> it is, it's very filth. But there's also, there is this undercurrent of a message about taking control of your own pleasure and taking control of your own joy and and just embarking on celebration for the sense of your own happiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Frida's concerts, they take the ass everywhere theme to heart. Um, there is a lot of... of su- <laughs> ass to heart. <laughs> of, of suggestive dancing, but it is for the joy of the dancers. Yeah. So uh, Big Frida is a, a tremendous very, very quick jolt of serotonin anytime I need it.
1: All right. Thank you very much, Stephen Thompson. Barry Hardyman, what is that? Uh, That's a your... real hard act to follow.
3: <laughs> I just want to say, because like, now I'm about to wade into Shakespeare
1: like it's... <laughs> No, it's the variety. That's
0: right.
3: Well, first of all, I actually do want to start by just putting in a plug for regular serotonin if anyone out there is struggling. (laughs) Because I am a person that really loves just a little old regular
0: serotonin.
3: You can DM me about that. Anyway, Uh, so for me, I'm going to bring something to the table, which I've actually spoken about before when the great Trey Graham was here. This is something we had in common, which is called Slings and Arrows. It is a three-season Canadian TV show that is this set of gems about the uh, Shakespeare... I know, God, I really feel like a dork doing this after Big Brita. <laughs> I, I really don't know I mean, what else to okay do. It's okay
2: because the person that first uttered the words, ass everywhere, was William Shakespeare.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's I true! An, he I is it's an Ass of... ask You Like It. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love everyone here so much. I'm gonna cry.
3: <laughs> so much serotonin. Anyway, so Slings and Arrows was this marvelous Canadian TV series which followed the slings and arrows of a Shakespeare festival in Canada. It was called the New Burbage Festival. This is actually based on a real theater festival in Canada, which when I was a child, I was dragged to it. Then I went willingly. Later on, I went back to uh, date an actor. I mean, like this has been a presence in my life, but each season takes on a different play. And they are so funny and so wonderful. The basic plot is it an ex- member, an ex-actor, has to take over as director of the festival when the old director is hit by a ham truck. That's right. <laughs> um, it is silly. It is broad. And all of the actors are real Shakespearean actors, and each one takes on a different place. So the first season is um, Hamlet, where the new director has to teach a actor a movie teen idol to play Hamlet, and it's wonderful. Now, what is so great about the series, because I know it's the way that it's set up as a trope, is that each season, while both being about the Shakespeare and about the play and about the silliness of these actors and who's dating whom and whatever is also really about the intersection of art and business Mm -hmm. because you can't do one without the other. Mm -hmm. Well, you could probably do business without art, but it isn't as much fun. Anyway, you certainly can't do art without your business. No one's going to look at your ceiling, Michelangelo. Mm -hmm. So... But what's also wonderful about it, which really gets me to the serotonin thing, is that you get to see actors like Martha Burns and William Hutt and Paul Gross do the Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. So the beginning of it is Paul Gross standing with holding a toilet plunger doing Prospero. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, You're going to hear, you know, William Hutt, who was a marvelous actor who died in the maybe 10 years ago. You're going to hear him maybe in the last year of his life doing Lear, which is like one of the most wonderful things you can be present for. It is sweet, it is funny, it is sexy. It always makes me think about why pop culture is important, which Mm -hmm. is that it is both something we sell and it is something we live and it is something that lifts your spirit. So that is a thing I really literally will just slip in the
1: old DVDs at (laughs) any play, at any episode and I will giggle and I love it. Wonderful, slings and arrows. Thank you very much, Barry. Sam Sanders, Serotonin.
2: Serotonin. My first bit of serotonin, it wasn't even a thing that I thought would be for me. And it's totally for me. It is the new album, Sweetener by Ariana Grande. Sure. Ooh, yeah. Let me just like, we've all known who she is for a while. Mm -hmm. She obviously can sing. She has the range as the kids say, but I never took her seriously because I felt like the songs she was given weren't big enough for her voice. I didn't know what she wanted to be as a pop star. Mm -hmm. And then she had some troubles. You know, there's that video of her licking a donut.
0: Oh, I forgot that. The Troubles.
2: And then poor thing. She, you know, was um, in Manchester giving a concert when it was attacked by terrorists. And she was just in a strange place in Uh this valley. And all of a sudden... We see Ariana Grande looking really happy in a relationship with Pete Davidson from SNL. And it seems as if she is in this new chapter of her life where she's
0: having a lot of fun. I feel like Pete Davidson is a victory (laughs) lap. This album isn't the victory lap. Pete Davidson's a victory lap. This album is just fantastic fun yeah. and uh, yeah. much more inventive than her previous material. And part of why I think it's so inventive, it's like
2: so half of the album is produced by the usual hit makers like Max Martin, right. but the other half is produced by my favorite Pharrell. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. And so like a good six of these songs are just beautiful, perfect Pharrell, weird, quirky pop R&B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to play a little bit of one for you guys. It's called Blazed. And it's just nice and airy, and this perfect little Pharrell kind of way. nice and Sweet. smooth. I like it. And like what I love about this is like it's as if Ariana Grande is taking the mantle of Pharrell Pop to mm-hmm. the next level because he's been around for like 20 years. He's been oh, doing yeah. this for everyone for the longest yep. and their partnership seems seamless and it's also like there's some nostalgia in there like there's this other song in which Pharrell and Ariana are doing their thing and all of a sudden guess who shows up? Missy Elliott. Uh,
1: I'm like you Got me so on a chase Got me feeling so out of place Think
2: about you all of my days Wish you chew on me like fresh grapes Not It's just fun mm-hmm. And I like that she's having fun In a year where so much of pop just seems sad yep. Like yeah. the rise of mumble rap And mm-hmm. SoundCloud rap And playlist mm-hmm. culture have just given us At least me this year, pop that just plods along right. This is decidedly happy mm-hmm. She's in a very, very good mood In a very, very good place And I love it And I even can digest the sappier moments, like the song about Pete Davidson, called Pete
0: Davidson.
3: is actually good oh my god really <laughs> yes that's like getting a tattoo oh I know, <laughs> yeah,
1: I
2: know.
3: oh dear oh my god if like, that's yes. your
0: biggest hit and you have to perform it in concert <laughs> oh my... forever yeah,
2: yeah. or like true. she has lyrics that are like totally sappy like one lyric is unfollow fear and just say you are blocked but then you realize it's in a song that is dedicated to the victims of Manchester so you're like oh this is good actually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. I just like it I'm happy that she's happy yeah. and I believe in Ariana <laughs>
1: I think, good for her yeah. right good for yes. her. Yeah. yeah, that gives you that feeling. yeah, thank you very much, Sam. I'm going to be another person to talk about music. Uh, and the the Sublime. This is my Sublime. The next pick will be my Ridiculous. Uh, I want to talk about... Oh, I thought
0: you were going to actually pick Sublime. And I was like, yeah, we're here for it.
1: I want to talk about the general category of Broadway cast albums. Uh, They are one of my sources of uplift always. Mm -hmm. You can go for your newer Broadway cast albums like your Hamilton, your Dear Evan Hansen, things like that, or you can go for your Broadway cast albums like uh, West Side Story or Rent, something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. You know, older ones like Music Man and uh, Bye Bye Birdie I still listen to. The wonderful thing about them from a serotonin point of view is that you can either get your stirring I'm excited and happy and and I'm going to go reach for the stars song Mm -hmm. or you can get your I feel like being happy in a kind of mopey ballad sort of way. (laughs) So you can either find your searing love ballad I actually found a playlist on one of my services, I forget which one the other day, that's called I Wish Songs from (laughs) musicals. it was great. Uh, <laughs> it's just song after song in that little uh, slot of musical theater. That is the kind of dream song song about your dreams and wishes, or in the case of Sondheim, an actual musical, <laughs> right? <laughs> totally. Entire musical. Absolutely. Right, yeah. So, uh, so I just want to say serotonin for me, uh, as I said, some of my current favorites are dear Evan Hansen mm. and the music man is one I listen to a lot. I know it's weird. No, it's uh, not weird. And a lot of Sondheim, uh, company I have listened to countless, countless times, Sunday in the Park with George. There's actually a really good recording of when Jake Gyllenhaal was in Sunday in the Park with George. He can sing? He can sing really well. Wow. And there is a recording of him doing that, which is really, really nice. Seek out some Sondheims. Seek out some kind of just old, upbeat, guys and dolls kind of stuff. Seek out new stuff. Seek out the SpongeBob SquarePants (laughs) musical. Which is so good. Which is really fun. It is Excellent. And they got a bunch of different people to contribute music, including Jonathan Mm Colton and a lot of other great folks. So that's my first pick is the Broadway cast album. Stephen, what is your second pick?
0: Uh, I'm sticking with music. I've tried to get my kids into various stuff I love. Andrew W.K. is one of my go-to serotonin instant mood lifters. I've never quite been able to get my daughter into him what I did get her into, and what the Katie is in the car playlist got her into, is sleigh bells.
2: I love them.
1: It sounds like that's. this sounds like her. Yes. I, yes. If I had had this when I was her age, anyway. So. Yeah, ex- exactly,
0: and it, it is this kind of mashup of stuff she loves, uh, aggression, <laughs> for example, uh, but but also that kind of chant along quality to it. In a way, it almost kind of meets in the middle between like big rock and roll and almost like the music that she loves that she hears like in anime. It's it's just this very overdriven, overloaded, fun, 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 and uh, I actually I realized as I was picking songs to play on this show, I realized I could just put the Katie's in the Car playlist on Spotify. Ah. So by the time this episode drops, I will put the entire Katie's in the Car playlist on Spotify so that y'all can rock out. I don't necessarily always recommend rocking out to it with your kids because some of it's kind of filthy, but it's a lot of fun.
1: Great. Thank you very much, Stephen Thompson. Barry Hardyman, second pick. Second pick. Um, So when I think about
3: things that make me me, I try to think of the thing that really pulls together many threads of myself, and that is our Eric Thomas, who is a writer from the Internet. (laughs) He pulls together... L magazine, a thing I love. He is a playwright. He is an observer of both pop culture and political culture in a way that is so funny that I have actually rarely happens. I'm a I'm a giggler, but I'm not like a put the thing down, hold tummy, tear squeezes out of eye person. <laughs> that is how I am with him. He is now a, really a political columnist for L magazine, but he also covers everything else. So, for instance, a thing that recently made me squeeze a tear out of my eye was him describing. Um, A-Rod taking pictures of J-Lo at the VMAs, which began with, it is a truth universally acknowledged that a man with an iPhone must be in search of an international superstar. (laughs) So, I mean, it really pulls together all Mm -hmm. my loves. This Mm -hmm. man is amazing. He is also, by the way, a really beloved playwright. I knew the point at which he was really my guy was when he was talking about how he moved from August Wilson and Arthur Miller to his new play is now structured more like Janelle Monáe and Beyoncé. I mean, yes. it's like all the yeah. things mm-hmm. are there. I must recommend getting the newsletter. It's mm-hmm. good. He has a it newsletter is, too. It is yeah. so good and it's all and it's just more personal yeah. and every mm-hmm. single line is so funny. It's my husband has been like when I start to, you
1: know, giggle and he's like, "Oh, you're reading that." Yeah. So yeah. Barry, mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I have done yes. Sam's show yes. with are Eric Thomas,
2: and he's hilarious. He's like, wonderful. He is so good. Wonderful. And like, brilliant. People know of his work without mm-hmm. even knowing him. Like mm-hmm. he made Auntie Maxine yes. a yeah. thing. Yes, yeah. he made Maxine yep. Waters this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dim House member from California, he kind of made her a star just in the way that he wrote about her.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. He described himself at a fair as a child and how he experienced the fair. So it's not just like his his own memoir, the qualities of himself as just a memoirist are just as marvelous as when he is, you know, covering the Manafort trial. Every time I look, every time I pick up the magazine or search the thing or get the newsletter, it is such a spirit lift and such a giggle. She just makes me laugh. Yeah. Wonderful.
1: Nice. Thank you so much, Barry. Welcome. All right, yeah. Sam, second pick.
2: Yes. My second pick is a show that I have been enjoying and binging. It is called Claws.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yes. yes. It's on
2: yeah. TNT. And it has one of the most... Undervalued actresses of our generation. Yes, Niecy oh. Nash. Nie- You're oh. such a joy. Niecy Nash. Oh, she, she is so serotonin. serotonin. She is like yeah. everything she does serotonin. Yeah. She's and
1: walking serotonin. Yeah. I
2: love this show not just because I interviewed her recently on the show. <laughs> oh. Check that out. She was delightful. But I love this show because it is Niecy Nash getting to be the strong lead that she always deserves mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. We saw her flourish on shows like We one one We saw her flourish on Getting On, and now it's her time to shine, and she's the star. She plays Desna Sims, a nail salon owner who was forced to launder drug money in Florida uh, the nice. show's been described as Breaking Bad meets Steel Magnolias. And it's just delightful, delightful, delightful. Oh,
3: I want those things to It's me. so good. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I really do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have a clip of the open of season two where she has had to become more of a boss in the whole money laundering operation. And she just runs that house.
0: Y'all will start collecting money from the clinic every day.
2: Some more on, D, every day.
0: We also need a new wholesaler. I set up a breakfast meeting for you with the rep from Boca. He has a very competitive price on generic oxy.
2: Very important question, uh, what restaurant?
0: Novus, 9 AM. No, I, I prefer Palmer.
2: They got a lobster omelet that is to die for. Right? Well, that's too damn
0: bad, because your ass is going to be at Novus at 9 a.m. I just love so for me of the course. new normal is Nisi in charge Yeah, <laughs> like she's in charge Yeah, she's so authoritative but I smile whenever she talks yeah. Yeah. but well, she's gonna take care of you exactly and I was like exactly. I got you and yeah. I'm taking care of you oh, and, I yeah. should,
1: and I should say I first encountered her as the host of the reality show yes. Clean House yes. which she won the oh, Emmy yeah. for <laughs> which she yeah. she was a delightful great host that's, that's right. when I kind of got mm-hmm. to know her persona wasn't she and, on
0: Dancing with the Stars
1: uh, I think she was yeah alright thank you very much Claus on um, on TNT, yeah. starring Niecy Nash. All right, thank you, Sam Sanders. So my first pick was my my excellence pick. Now my silliness pick yeah. is, and I mean this, go to YouTube and just search news bloopers. Oh, um, ah, my that's love! A great idea. My love for compilations of mostly local news bloopers. Oh yeah, is unbounded. Uh, And there are so many compilations. And the great thing about news bloopers is very often what happens is it's live. It's not incredibly highly budgeted. Usually it's also not, you know, it's not watched by eight squillion billion people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes this is like the 5 a.m. news Mm -hmm. out of Sarasota or something like that. And so the stakes are not so high that it's going to be a national scandal if you flub your line. So people will laugh they will bring a zoo animal on and it will bite somebody. <laughs> yep. It's just they're so silly. And there are so many that are like a reporter out in the rain and a truck goes by and splashes the reporter. And it's so obvious, but they are so funny. And if you've ever watched them, you know what I'm talking about. There are a bunch of compilations of them. You could lose a day. Easily to compilations of local news bloopers. If you combine all the times that somebody means to say "doc" and says something else, uh, and and it's just so good, it is so good. I accept that. Can challenge. I tell you my
2: favorite one? Uh huh. There is this journalist somewhere in the south. I think one of the Carolinas. He's doing a stand-up outside where you like walk and talk to the camera, and he's walking down this rural road and a big old fly just hits him in the face (laughs) so he stops his script and just starts cursing Yeah, and they keep it rolling and you just hear him saying F this town F these people F that bug I watch it probably once a week
1: there are a lot that involve animals that involve an animal that will come and stick its nose in somebody's neck or mouth or something like that (laughs) there are also some great ones that involve the weatherman working in front of the green screen because that can lead to all kinds of bizarre there's Uh an amazing one where a guy starts looking at a weather map where some of the temperatures say like 2,800 degrees, and the weather map has just gone wacko. But he kind of goes with it. He starts saying like, "Oh, now, now th- this looks like it's getting pretty hot up here. Uh, I would just evacuate. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is this is the temperature where lead melts. So I, I would not. I don't think you're going to make it if you're out here where oh 1,700. That's a little better. But uh, so news bloopers, yeah, just search tip. it on YouTube amazing i'm also oh,
0: yeah. just such a sucker for like that bus in atlanta remember yes. when the bus just like pulls up in front of the guy's the live... trying to oh yeah shoot
1: the demolition i think it's the georgia dome isn't i think it's the georgia, it? the georgia it's the dome. dome and the bus pulls up and blocks the shop <laughs> So news bloopers, especially local news bloopers. That's my second pick. Tell us what lifts your spirits. Come and find us on Facebook at facebookcom PCHH or tweet us at PCHH. When we come back, believe it or not, we've got our regular round of what's making us happy this week. So even one more good thing coming up. So don't go away. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Hulu. With the largest streaming library full of your favorite reality TV
3: shows, Hulu is the home for reality TV's biggest fans. Catch all the drama, all the tears, all the heartbreak, all the competition. Because Hulu has your reality TV. Start your free trial today. Learn more at Hulu.com.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp, a truly affordable online counseling service. Fill out a questionnaire online and get matched with a licensed counselor best suited to your mental health needs. Whether it's depression, anxiety, or trauma, BetterHelp will help you overcome what stands in the way of your happiness. Learn more at BetterHelp.com and get 10% off your first month with promo code HAPPYHOUR. BetterHelp. Get help anytime, anywhere.
1: Welcome back to Pop Culture Happy Hour. It's time for our favorite segment of this week, and every week more of what is making us happy this week. Steven Thompson, what is making you happy this week?
0: In the spirit of serotonin, in the spirit of finding common ground with my kids, I finally got an NES Classic Edition ah. plug-and-play game, ah. uh, which is 30 30- Games from the original Nintendo system. So you got your your Super Mario Brothers. You got your uh, original kind of Legend of Zelda, Castlevania, but also like pretty nice arcade recreations of like Galaga and Donkey Kong. And what I discovered when I got this, and this has been out for a few years, but it's been impossible to find. It's the kind of thing you could only buy from scalpers for three hundred dollars. <laughs> but they've kind of issued another wave of them. I just found it. I wandered into Target and just bought it. Hmm. What I've Found is that this is kind of the perfect meeting in the middle of my video game playing abilities and my kids' video game playing abilities. Oh. So they're excited about playing the original Legend of Zelda because they have Breath of the Wild that they know how to play, whereas I just wander around getting zapped by lasers. So we're playing these games together. They're so primitive and retro to the kids. Like and it's vintage. It's vintage, and for me, it's like, oh, this is where video games started to get too complicated. <laughs> <laughs> so we've had a wonderful time kind of meeting in the middle. If you feel nostalgic for these games, you've got to get the system. There's also one for the, the SNES, which is the more advanced, which mm-hmm. again, the kids are excited about, I get lost. But uh, the NES Classic Edition, which now you seem to be able to find anywhere.
1: Thank you, Stephen Thompson. Barry Hardyman, what is making you happy this week? Well, oddly, I'm gonna continue in that
3: vein because I also this is the first day that both my littlest kids are both in full day school. And on the way over, I was thinking about how much pop culture serotonin is really important to little kids because you have yeah. to be able to distract them away from playing with the matches yes. <laughs> or whatever. Yes. Um and that's true when
0: they're fourteen as well.
3: Yes, yeah. right. That's true. That's true. So but here is one that I found. My kids are three years apart and we are, you know, I'm some twenty something years apart from them. And but this is something we all enjoy. And so this is this one goes out to, I think, parents or anybody. It's so gorgeous. So Brian Selznick, who many of you know from The Invention of Hugo Cabret, Wonderstruck, these marvelous books that are – they really invented the form. They're, they're this hybrid of this cinematic drawing along with words, and they're amazing. He has a new chapter book called Baby Monkey, Private Eye. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Sold. Yes. The first yeah. three lines of this are, who is Baby Monkey? He is a monkey. He has a job. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Literally, yes. it is such a gorgeous book. And here is what is so wonderful about it is that, first of all, I, he wrote it with his husband, who's a historian. So he did the, these wonderful illustrations. But it is a chapter book. You can't see him doing the air quotes yeah, right yeah. now. So if you have, like, a little guy that's like, I would like to read a chapter book. And you're like, you're just like not ready for uh-huh. the Riverhead p- c- collection uh-huh, uh-huh, or whatever. Uh-huh. You can read this whole chapter book in one night. Nice. And each chapter is a different case. The case of the missing nose. It's a clown. You know, the case of the missing sing pizza it's a pizza. Um, I I got that from context. Did you? Yeah, I know. Well, you know, I've been... smart. Sorry, guys, I'm still parenting. They don't need me. Anyway, what's so marvelous is each shot of baby monkey waiting in his private eye office has a different set of drawings. So, you know, there's one when the astronaut comes in, you see the man in the moon, the George Melier. It's like this little wink to people who may know from Hugo and Hugo Cabret. And there's also, so for my seven-year-old who can read, and this is, he thinks it's it's very funny because the the I'm um, it all really revolves around whether or not baby monkey is going to get his pants on mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not kidding so, he, so it's funny but what the, he just loves like is there's a, real, <laughs> exactly. there's a real index my my older son is learning how to use an index mm-hmm. baby monkey puts on pants mm-hmm. pages 132 mm-hmm. <laughs> the book is so gorgeous it is the greatest
1: gift I just give it read it love it look at it thank you very much Barry for baby monkey private eye uh, Sam Sanders making you happy this week what
2: Will Smith's Instagram feed. (laughs) And I'm only just going to, to prove my point, I will just list for you his last few posts. Someone parachuting onto Will Smith's front lawn. (laughs) Jada Pinkett Smith doing the moonwalk in the hallway of their house. Will Smith sabering open a bottle of champagne at a fancy restaurant. Crappy Will Smith rap. Will Smith tap dancing in the shower. Michael B. Jordan staying in Will Smith's cabin somewhere saying he wants to challenge Will to a cook-off. And then Gordon Ramsay hopping in the comments saying, I'll be the judge. Also, Will Smith face-dubbing himself with Halle Berry to wish her a happy birthday. Wow. This is the kind of hilarity he's given you every day. Oh. All of it's happy and uplifting. I don't know if he's ever going to work again, <laughs> but this is enough.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what is, is he just Will Smith on Instagram? I
2: mm-hmm. think it's just Will Smith. Wow, It's worth it
1: at Will Smith. All right. So making me happy this week, I got to attend the National Book Festival this weekend. And what is making me happy this week is marine invertebrates. I did a, <laughs> uh, I did an interview, a conversation with Cy Montgomery, who wrote the book The Soul of an Octopus, oh. and Julie Burwald who wrote the book Spineless. And Spineless is about jellyfish, and Soul of an Octopus is about an octopus. In the one case, the octopus book is really about an octopus as an individual being with an individual kind of personality and how she discovered what an octopus's personality is like. Whereas the jellyfish book is more about jellyfish as a species and what you can learn about the world. Mm. And also really cool little things like there's a great story about Diana Nyad when she wanted to do free swims. Her biggest challenge was not fatigue or endurance or anything it was jellyfish it was box yeah, jellyfish huh. and what finally that's opened why the door, i not do that <laughs> <laughs> what finally opened the door for her to complete her most ambitious free swim was essentially having a jellyfish expert who went beside her the entire time really? to help fend off jellyfish attacks it's so cool and interesting
2: how does one fend off jellyfish attacks? do you just
1: pee <laughs> no the, <laughs> that's what no, i would
2: no. do
0: that's a good idea though i
1: would just pee There is a lot of information in there about exactly how they went about protecting her from jellyfish. She had a special suit and all this other stuff. So I recommend both books. They are both incredibly insightful about nature and also human beings and the world in which we live. And in the case of the jellyfish book, what a bad job we're doing of protecting the ocean where most species live. Most animals and species live in the ocean, and uh, we're messing it up, in case you haven't heard. Yeah. Uh, So I don't always pee. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I would just yell, Get! (laughs) Get!
0: Get out of, get out of here. Get <laughs> So guys Go on, get <laughs> I of... said get
1: <laughs> <laughs> So marine invertebrates or what are making me happy this week. And uh, that brings us to the end of our show. You can find all of us on Twitter. You can find me at Linda Holmes. You can find Stephen at I Dislike Stephen. You can find Barry at B. Hardyman and Sam at Sam Sanders, just like Will Smith got his own name. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: you can follow our producer, Jessica Reedy, at Jessica underscore Reedy, our producer, Vincent Acavino, at V Acavino, and our producer, emeritus and music director, Mike Katzif at Mike Katzif. K A T Z I F, Mike's band Hello Come In provides our In and Out music, which you are bobbing your head to right now. Thanks to all of you for being here to say the least. It's fun. <laughs> you that was so fun are a bunch of delights. Thanks to all of you for listening, and we will see you right back here next week.
0: As soon as you wake up, you need the latest. And that is why Up First is here. It is NPR's morning news podcast. In just
2: 10 minutes, you can start your day informed. Listen to Up First on the NPR One app or wherever you get your podcasts.